Morning, folks. Got to learn, uh, got to remember what to do, which buttons to press, but hey, welcome back to uh, 2024. Anyway, welcome back to me. Probably many of you are already back at work. If that's the case, then uh, well done, keeping the country running. But uh, this is my first kickoff for uh, 2024 Wealth Coffee Chats back on uh, the air at 10 past eight in the morning. Welcome, folks. Good to see you here. A few of the early birds up and at it. Fritz, hey, we've got to catch up, Fritz. I know that you and I uh, need to have a meeting. So uh, good to see you here. If you're uh, hanging around, uh, give us a shout out in the chat. I hope your holidays were okay. I survived a tornado here in southeast Queensland. So did a few other people. That was interesting, exciting times. But uh, hey, listen, uh, let's get into it this morning because we've got a very special guest with us this morning. First kickoff, uh, bring out the big guns uh, tonight our first mentoring of the year as well. So uh, we're, uh, we're uh, kicking off the year with a bang with uh, Dr. Andrew Wilson. I'm going to bring him on in a minute. Uh, but um, what's 2024 got in store for us, folks? 23 was an interesting, interesting year. I think I've been saying things that are interesting for three or four years in a row. Uh, maybe it's an interesting decade. Who knows? But, uh, you know, uh, some certainly some interesting headlines that uh, I saw over the holidays, a few things popped up. So I thought I'd sort of kick off with those and then get Dr. Andrew on in a second, maybe just to uh, tell us about uh, his thoughts about where we're at and uh, what's on for tonight at mentoring. But the big one, uh, and it's always interesting, I should have uh, gone and checked this one, but, uh, you know, population panic. I love these headlines. The old uh, media loves a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, clickbait headlines, but, uh, you know, Population panic, 27 million population 18 years early. And uh, certainly in the world of property investing or property management, uh, many of you have our team manage your properties. Uh, those rents are rising and, inf- and uh, you know, the vacancy rates are, are low, still low um, across the country in the 1% in most places, sometimes even under. 1% vacancy rate. Now, that's kind of like we're settling into a normal, but that's certainly absolutely not normal, folks. You know, the population's growing. It's not slowing down. The government's uh, pretty keen to uh, get enough people into the country. There's plenty going on. There's, there's uh, a few dimensions to that, but uh, this little graph here, I, I quite, I'm, I'm quite uh, interested in. I don't know if you guys can see this. Get my little pencil going. You know, all of our supply... Uh, all of our supply metrics when it comes to the world of real estate approvals, completions, commencements are heading in a largely downward direction and then the population heading in a absolutely insanely spiking direction. Now, that may not be sustainable uh, for the long term, but in the medium term, short and medium, that's going to be there like that. If you look back to 1987, uh, we haven't experienced that uh, type of upside downness before with population and supply issues. So, uh, and last but not least, in that sort of conversation for me is that who's going to who's going to get out there and build some of our uh, properties when construction companies in the w- real estate game certainly have been falling like flies. So anyway, there's just a couple of things to wet your whistle, get you thinking this morning, uh, and maybe even give. Uh, Dr. Andrew, uh, a few little subjects to talk about, but uh, let's welcome him on this morning and uh, get him up and uh, have a quick chat. Dr. Andrew, welcome to the show. Yeah, good day, Jason. Happy New Year and happy New Year to everybody and great to be back here again. 
Um, have you? Yeah, tonight we're going to do our full mentoring and um, we're looking forward to the, the full lowdown um, or the update. But uh, what are you seeing out there? What's uh, what's on the agenda for this evening and what's the sort of, you know, little bit of headlines for tonight to get us excited? Well, obviously, Jason, the first is the year that was, 2023. Let's have a, a look at what was a fabulous year, really, for the housing market. And, and in the context of what was so much negativity to begin 2023, um, I, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. those... Uh, those forecasters who predicted, you know, 10, 20, 30% falls in house prices in their shame have disappeared. They'll be back. <laughs> They're always back. They were there during COVID. They've always been there. And they always seem to get it wrong, don't they? they but do. they got it wrong big time last year. And that's what we'll look at, just how strong the markets were last year. Um, and uh, and the reasons behind it, Jason, I think that's important um, to understand this. You know, those that did get it wrong, have been, uh, you know, fishing around, thrashing around, looking for reasons to justify their mistakes. You know, it was a surprise. Yeah, well, not to everybody, (laughs) was it? Not not to us. But um, uh, I was interested in that chart that you showed at the beginning of the show. Um, uh, And a lot of these analysts where that chart of things derived from, you know, they're part of the story in terms of thrashing around, looking for a reason why they bounce back. And migration is... uh, is the the easy go to solution? Well, it's not the reason we uh, that we had such a strong year last year. Migration, high levels of migration, are, are certainly a lagged impact. Not everybody's going out, uh, you know, buying in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne or the or the lower north when they come here to live for the first time. Very so that's a bit of nonsense. And yet those markets were very very strong. But look, it's a it's an easy excuse, an easy reason to uh, justify why experts, uh, so-called experts, got it wrong. But I think it's interesting, and, and we've been saying for quite some time that, you know, we've undersupplied our housing markets now for the best part of a decade. Yeah. And there's systemic reasons for that. It's not, nothing that's come out of the blue. It's just over time we've uh, really restricted the capacity to build new homes in this country. And finally, it's caught up with us. Um, and the issues over COVID with lockdown, firstly, uh, which we're supposed to result in a collapse in house prices. Well, I didn't. It actually resulted in a boom. Um, but that's exacerbated because following closed borders, of course, we've opened our borders up. So we've come with a rush, big numbers, 500,000 right. coming into Australia. And, uh, you know, that's all. Oh, there's the reason for our house price boom, right, or home price boom. Well, as I said, that's nonsense because um, most of those migrants haven't driven markets where they've been their strongest. Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting when we see that 500,000 um, and the government's sort of thrashing around looking for some solutions because they're under political pressure. As you mentioned, those skyrocketing rents, you know, something's got to be done about it. Well, I don't think anything can be done about it, in my opinion. Um, but they're going to restrict temporary migrants into Australia. And that means because uh, that's where the bulk of the uh, the change has come, not in full time. Yeah. Or, or permanent migrants, but in temporary migrants. And this, it's really easy to sort of understand why, because we closed our borders for two or three years, and by temporary visas we're talking about students. Students, yeah. students mainly, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's what they're going to cut down on, which isn't good news for a big sector of our economy, which is a higher ed. Um, but, the, of, of course, we're getting a lot of, a, a big number of temporary student visas because, we haven't had, we're getting the inflow that we normally get, but we're not getting the outflow because nobody's qualified over the last three <laughs> years because nobody came in to study in Australia. So they're not, 
they're not graduating and leaving. So it's all a, a positive and we're not being balanced by those leaving once they've got their qualification. So yeah. this is a short-term scenario. This is a short-term issue because eventually those that are coming in will graduate, they will move out, and we'll get back to our normal net result for temporary visas. But it's just a bit of a thought bubble, a knee-jerk reaction, but it shows how desperate our, uh, you know, our government is to, to you know, try to rebalance what is a terribly undersupplied housing market at the moment. But, yeah. you know, this is COVID for you. And, yeah. and you said about the prospects, and that's what we'll discuss also tonight, um, this year, are that we, we're, we've sort of lost all that up and down energy that's been created over the last few years through lockdowns, higher interest rates, and, and we're starting to settle. So the question is, will we, and the prospects are, are good, that we'll have a much steadier, more settled year this year, um, because we've worked through all those all those uh, ups and downs created by COVID and higher interest rates. But will something come out of left field to change all that again? Let's hope not, because I think we've been waiting for a you know a, a more uh, I guess uh, predictable, more subdued, not subdued, but certainly predictable housing cycle going forward. But no doubt, the big the big problem is we don't have enough homes to. Uh, not just cover the migrants, but to cover everybody, really. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, no, no matter which way I've had a look at it, you know, Sam and I talk about this all the time, you know, has the government got some magic trick up their sleeve, you know, throw money or whatever at it, and it doesn't matter what they're going to do, you know, uh, no matter who I've asked, it, it's, it's almost an impossible task. So, you know, how do we as uh, property investors and, you know, um, you know, manage ourselves over this next three, five, maybe even 10 years before this, uh, you know, gets its uh, balance back in the marketplace? Well, will it get its balance back? I think the only thing that'll shift is uh, a significant economic downturn. And that's, you know, we're at the re- still in the reverse of that very strong economy, yeah. one of the strongest labour markets in our history still. Um, so, you know, we've just got to start building more houses. And to be quite honest, that's almost mission impossible. Um, you know, we have these these issues of planning restrictions, green tape, red tape. Now we have high house building costs, which have added to yeah. that uh, that negative uh, those negative outcomes in terms of trying to match supply and demand. I, but I do think quite clearly this is tremendous motivation to be a homeowner or a home investor because it's just the old law of supply and demand that uh, with so much. Uh, so much demand over supply, it's only going to mean higher prices and higher rents, notwithstanding, you know, the economy and incomes growth. But uh, at the end of the day, it's it's just really shifting the any argument about the, uh, I guess, the security of home ownership and home investment well and truly in, in favour of security because we just don't have enough homes to go around. And and we just, the government's not going to build them. It's the private right. sector that will build them. And the 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 uh, proposals the government have come up with, you know, build to rent, etc., will only just nibble at the edges of the problem. A small percentage, I think, I saw like one to three percent of the supply chain. You know, yeah, um, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, hang on. And as I said, what incentive this is surely for home ownership and home investment? And as you mentioned, we've had, you know, we'll look at what happened with rents last year. Uh, crazy story, you know, plus twenty percent growth in unit rents in most capitals and uh, plus 15% for house rents uh, increases in most capitals. And you mentioned the vacancy rates. Well, we have vacancy rates for houses below 1% in every capital city except Canberra, which is at 1%. 
And uh, it's only Melbourne and Sydney where unit vacancy rates are a bit above 1%, um, which, are, which are different. And that's, you know, sort of closing fast. And I think what's happening in the rental market is we're starting to see shifts in demand patterns. You know, people can't find somewhere to rent. So what do they do? They find something smaller, a different type of property. They move, you know, to a regional area. Um, but this is this is a real challenge for those, you know, that uh, aren't homeowners to secure, you know, suitable accommodation. And it's not just Australia that's having this this problem, Jason. We're seeing it in Western Europe. We're seeing it in the US. We're just that's across right. the board, you know, rents are skyrocketing. And it's having political consequences, you know, in those other jurisdictions. And I think the government's quite aware of that. It's now moving into uh, an election cycle. So it's going to have to be seen not just to be seen to be doing something, but to be producing some solutions. And I don't envy their task, to be quite honest. Difficult one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's the uh, what's the thoughts? You know, we've had 12, 13 interest rate rises in a row, you know, um, you know, that that's the big one on on most people's minds, you know, when it comes to home ownership. If you're owner occupier like Crikey, you know, this is the highest interest rates I've paid forever. It, it, yeah. Is the sniff that, you know, we might have some reductions this year or or it's just as steady as she goes? Well, I think that the, the Reserve Bank's been fortunate. I think they made a couple of blues last year. Uh, they went into pause mode a bit too early, but maybe circumstances will favour them. I, I think certainly the outlook now with inflation continuing to fall, uh, still a strong economy, um, but we've just seen unemployment ticking up a little bit, still very low, but the, the Reserve Bank would be happy to see slightly higher unemployment and, of course, you know, high numbers of migrants are adding to that and that's yeah. fine. So I think the outlook is for steady rates this year. Um, the, the real issue with inflation has been, when you look at it closely, the price of oil. Really, inflation has tracked backwards with oil as it's fallen, so as inflation falling. It sort of begs the question, did we ever need to raise interest rates in the first place? We just had to wait for oil to fall, which it has, and inflation is falling. But there's still a task ahead of Australia. Its inflation rate is around about a percent or more higher than the U.S., uh, and yet our interest rates are lower than the US. So there's a story there. But I think wow. circumstances may favour uh, the Reserve Bank uh, in the sense that we don't have to go as high as the US has gone with their interest rates. Um, and I think that the outlook certainly at the moment is steady as she goes. And let's remember, um, Jason, interest rates are still around about a percent below where they were at their previous peak in 2011. Um, and we did start at zero, you know, so yeah. <laughs> we couldn't sort of start anywhere lower than that. And, hey, we had 13 interest rate increases through 22 and 23, and house prices increased 10%. So uh, I'm not sure that sort of holds, you know, but certainly you're right that, um, you know, steady interest rates will be welcomed by mortgage holders um, going forward. I, I really think, you know, you spoke about clickbait before, but discussions about interest rate cuts are a little bit too premature at this stage. It's, uh, you know, I think it's been driven by markets that want to see, you know, looking for a, uh, a margin in terms of changes in rates. But uh, I think, you know, we'll stay where we are for some time. But of course, uh, as I mentioned before, it depends on oil. You know, we don't want those issues in the Middle East working their way into higher oil prices, because that will then, uh, you know, on the certainly on the trends, it'll push inflation up again and may mean um, higher interest rates, particularly for Australia, which has kept their rates lower than, uh, than certainly the US and other similar advanced economies.
Yeah, well, listen, uh, we're going to dive deeper into that tonight. I know you've got some uh, some data. data. You love data. (laughs) So much data. Too much data. But anyway, we'll we'll manage. Uh, We'll. uh, uh, We've all got our. uh, our popcorn and lemonade or whatever we've got lined up for this evening. Dr. Andrews, I appreciate you joining me this morning, giving us a little bit of an insight of what's going to happen tonight, but uh, looking forward to the full uh, full update and debrief uh, for this evening at our mentoring, folks. Thanks, Jason. I'm looking forward to it uh, very much as well. See you tonight. See you, mate. Thanks, Dr. Andrew. All right, folks, well, there you go. We've got uh, we've got the, the preview, the heads up on what's going to happen tonight, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. Uh, what do you reckon? Chuck it in the chat for me. Uh, you know, where, where, what do you think that uh, 2024, try and get that one out, uh, not uh, quite in the flow of things yet. 2024 has got in store for us, uh, you know, property prices going up, rents going up, you know, uh, for you as a property investor, where are we? What are we doing? Good questions. Uh, I'm uh, coming out of my Christmas slumber and uh, starting to pontificate which way the market's going to go. Uh, but uh, the best of the best, Dr. Andrew is going to give us uh, all the insights on that tonight. So uh, looking forward to that, that's for sure. Great to have you here with me this morning, folks, and um, uh, spread the news. Let everybody know. Tell the world. Anyway, just tell everyone uh, at Mentoring. We're uh, we're back at it, 10 past 8 each uh, weekday morning for Wealth Coffee Chats. This year, folks, we're going to bring out uh, our Six-star team experts uh, often, you know, finance, property management, property deals team, uh, accounting, uh, you name it. We're going to have them uh, uh, come and host a Wealth Coffee Chat and uh, you guys can uh, pick their brains, ask some questions, find out what's going on from each of the experts. So I'm looking forward to that this year. Hopefully uh, hopefully, uh, it adds value to uh, the Wealth Coffee Chat show. But uh, great to have you here this morning, Chris. G'day, mate. Thanks for joining. Fritz, as I said before, Kevin's always up and at it. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. Uh, evening for you over there in Florida. Uh, Brendan, <laughs> good to have you back. Uh, thanks, mate. Combed my hair today and had a shave. Feeling like uh, I mean business. Anyway, there you go. All right, folks, that's it from me. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Good to have you here. Thanks for joining. See you guys tonight. Make sure you're there for mentoring uh, and uh, join me again tomorrow for another one. 10 past eight. You guys know the drill. All right, folks, that's it from me. Adios. Bye-bye.